Question 18, Part 2 of Summa Theologica, Pars Prima Secundi, On the Last End and on Human Acts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica, Pars Prima Secundi, On the Last End and on Human Acts by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 18, Part 2, of the Good and Evil of Human Acts in General, in 11 Articles. Sixth Article, Whether an Action Has the Species of Good or Evil from Its End. Objection 1. It would seem that the good and evil which are from the end do not diversify the species of actions. For actions derive their species from the object, but the end is altogether apart from the object. Therefore, the good and evil which are from the end do not diversify the species of an action. Objection 2. Further, that which is accidental does not constitute the species, as stated above. Article 5 but it is accidental to an action to be ordained to some particular end for instance to give alms from vainglory therefore actions are not diversified as to species according to the good and evil which are from the end objection three further acts that differ in species can be ordained to the same end thus to the end of vainglory Actions of various virtues and vices can be ordained. Therefore, the good and evil which are taken from the end do not diversify the species of action. On the contrary, it has been shown above, question 1, article 3, that human actions derive their species from the end. Therefore, good and evil in respect of the end diversify the species of actions. I answer that certain actions are called human inasmuch as they are voluntary as stated above question one article one now in a voluntary action there is a twofold action viz the interior action of the will and the external action and each of these actions has its object the end is properly the object of the interior act of the will while the object of the external action is that on which the action is brought to bear. Therefore, just as the external action takes its species from the object on which it bears, so the interior act of the will takes its species from the end, as from its own proper object. Now, that which is on the part of the will is formal in regard to that which is on the part of the external action, because the will uses the limbs to act as instruments, nor have external actions any measure of morality, save in so far as they are voluntary. Consequently, the species of a human act is considered formally with regard to the end, but materially with regard to the object of the external action. Hence, the philosopher says, Ethics 5, 2, 
that quote, he who steals that he may commit adultery is strictly speaking more adulterer than thief end quote. reply objection one the end also has the character of an object as stated above reply objection two although it is accidental to the external action to be ordained to some particular end it is not accidental to the interior act of the will which act is compared to the external act as form to matter reply objection three when many actions differing in species are ordained to the same end there is indeed a diversity of species on the part of the external actions but unity of species on the part of the internal action seventh article whether the species derived from the end is contained under the species derived from the object as under its genus or conversely objection one it would seem that the species of goodness derived from the end is contained under the species of goodness derived from the object as a species is contained under its genus for instance when a man commits a theft in order to give alms for an action takes its species from its object as stated above articles two six but it is impossible for a thing to be contained under another species if this species be not contained under the proper species of that thing because the same thing cannot be contained in different species that are not subordinate to one another therefore the species which is taken from the end is contained under the species which is taken from the object objection to further the last difference always constitutes the most specific species but the difference derived from the end seems to come after the difference derived from the object because the end is something last therefore the species derived from the end is contained under the species derived from the object as its most specific species objection three further the more formal a difference is the more specific it is because difference is compared to genus as form to matter but the species derived from the end is more formal than that which is derived from the object as stated above article six therefore the species derived from the end is contained under the species derived from the object as the most specific species is contained under the subaltern genus on the contrary each genus has its determinate differences but an action of one same species on the part of its object can be ordained to an infinite number of ends for instance theft can be ordained to an infinite number of good and bad ends therefore the species derived from the end is not contained under the species derived from the object as under its genus i answer that the object of the external act can stand in a twofold relation to the end of the will first as being of itself ordained thereto thus to fight well is of itself ordained to victory secondly 
as being ordained thereto accidentally thus to take what belongs to another is ordained accidentally to the giving of alms now the differences that divide a genus and constitute the species of that genus must as the philosopher says metaphysics seven twelve divide that genus essentially and if they divide it accidentally the division is incorrect as if one were to say quote, animals are divided into rational and irrational and the irrational into animals with wings and animals without wings unquote. for winged and wingless are not essential determinations of the irrational being but the following division would be correct quote, some animals have feet some have no feet and of those that have feet some have two feet some four and some many unquote. because the latter division is an essential determination of the former accordingly when the object is not of itself ordained to the end the specific difference derived from the object is not an essential determination of the species derived from the end nor is the reverse the case wherefore one of these species is not under the other but then the moral action is contained under two species that are disparate as it were consequently we say that he that commits theft for the sake of adultery is guilty of a twofold malice in one action on the other hand if the object be of itself ordained to the end one of these differences is an essential determination of the other wherefore one of these species will be contained under the other it remains to be considered which of the two is contained under the other in order to make this clear we must first of all observe that the more particular the form is from which a difference is taken the more specific is the difference secondly that the more universal an agent is the more universal a form does it cause thirdly that the more remote an end is the more universal the agent to which it corresponds thus victory which is the last end of the army is the end intended by the commander-in-chief while the right ordering of this or that regiment is the end intended by one of the lower officers from all this it follows that the specific difference derived from the end is more general and that the difference derived from an object which of itself is ordained to that end is a specific difference in relation to the former for the will the proper object of which is the end is the universal mover in respect of all the powers of the soul the proper objects of which are the objects of their particular acts reply objection one one and the same thing considered in its substance cannot be in two species one of which is not subordinate to the other but in respect of those things which are superadded to the substance one thing can be contained under different species thus one and the same fruit as to its color is contained under one species i e a white thing and as to its perfume 
under the species of sweet-smelling things. In like manner, an action which, as to its substance, is in one natural species, considered in respect to the moral conditions that are added to it, can belong to two species, as stated above. Question 1, Article 3, to 3. Reply Objection 2. The end is last in execution, but first in the intention of the reason, in regard to which moral actions receive their species. Reply Objection 3. Difference is compared to genus as form to matter, inasmuch as it actualizes the genus. On the other hand, the genus is considered as more formal than the species, inasmuch as it is something more absolute and less contracted. Wherefore, also the parts of a definition are reduced to the genus of formal cause, as stated in Physics 2.3. And in this sense, the genus is the formal cause of the species, and so much the more formal as it is more universal. Eighth article whether any action is indifferent in its species? Objection 1. It would seem that no action is indifferent in its species. For evil is the privation of good, according to Augustine. In Caridian 9. But privation and habit are immediate contraries, according to the philosopher. Categories 8. Therefore, there is not such thing as an action that is indifferent in its species, as though it were between good and evil. Objection 2. Further, human actions derive their species from their end or object, as stated above. Article 6, Question 1, Article 3. But every end and every object is either good or bad. Therefore, every human action is good or evil according to its species. None, therefore, is indifferent in its species. Objection 3. Further, as stated above, Article 1, an action is said to be good when it has its due complement of goodness, and evil when it lacks that complement. But every action must needs either have the entire plentitude of its goodness or lack it in some respect. Therefore, every action must needs be either good or bad in its species, and none is indifferent. On the contrary, Augustine says, on the Lord's Sermon on the Mount, 2.18, that, quote, there are certain deeds of a middle kind, which can be done with a good or evil mind, of which it is rash to form a judgment. Therefore, some actions are indifferent according to their species. I answer that, as stated above, Articles 2 and 5, every action takes its species from its object, while human action, which is called moral, takes its species from the object in relation to the principle of human actions, which is the reason. Wherefore, if the object of an action includes something in accord with the order of reason, it will be a good action according to its species, for instance, to give alms to a person in want. 
on the other hand if it includes something repugnant to the order of reason it will be an evil act according to its species for instance to steal which is to appropriate what belongs to another but it may happen that the object of an action does not include something pertaining to the order of reason for instance to pick up a straw from the ground to walk in the fields and the like and such actions are indifferent according to their species reply objection one privation is twofold one is privation quote, as a result end quote, privatum esse and this leaves nothing but takes all away thus blindness takes away sight altogether darkness light and death life between this privation and the contrary habit there can be no medium in respect of the proper subject the other is privation quote, in process privari thus sickness is privation of health not that it takes health away altogether but that it is a kind of road to the entire loss of health occasioned by death and since this sort of privation leaves something it is not always the immediate contrary of the opposite habit in this way evil is a privation of good as simplicius says in his commentary on the categories because it does not take away all good but leaves some consequently there can be something between good and evil reply objection two every object or end has some goodness or malice at least natural to it but this does not imply moral goodness or malice which is considered in relation to the reason as stated above and it is of this that we are here treating reply objection three not everything belonging to an action belongs also to its species wherefore although an action's specific nature may not contain all that belongs to the full complement of its goodness it is not therefore an action specifically bad nor is it specifically good thus a man in regard to his species is neither virtuous nor wicked ninth article whether an individual action can be indifferent objection one it would seem that an individual action can be indifferent for there is no species that does not or cannot contain an individual but an action can be indifferent in its species as stated above article eight therefore an individual action can be indifferent objection two further individual actions cause like habits as stated in ethics two one but a habit can be indifferent for the philosopher says ethics four one that those who are of an even temper and prodigal disposition are not evil and yet it is evident that they are not good since they depart from virtue and thus they are indifferent in respect of a habit therefore some individual actions are indifferent objection three further moral good belongs to virtue while moral evil belongs to vice 
but it happens sometimes that a man fails to ordain a specifically indifferent action to a vicious or virtuous end therefore an individual action may happen to be indifferent on the contrary gregory says in a homily six on the gospels quote, an idle word is one that lacks either the usefulness of rectitude or the motive of just necessity or pious utility end quote. but an idle word is an evil because quote, men shall render an account of it in the day of judgment End quote. Matthew twelve verse thirty six, while if it does not lack the motive of just necessity or pious utility, it is good. Therefore, every word is either good or bad. For the same reason, every other action is either good or bad. Therefore, no individual action is indifferent. I answer that it sometimes happens that an action is indifferent in its species but considered in the individual it is good or evil and the reason of this is because a moral action as stated above article three derives its goodness not only from its object whence it takes its species but also from the circumstances which are its accidents as it were just as something belongs to a man by reason of his individual accidents which does not belong to him by reason of his species and every individual action must needs have some circumstance that makes it good or bad at least in respect of the intention of the end for since it belongs to the reason to direct if an action that proceeds from deliberate reason be not directed to the due end it is by that fact alone repugnant to reason and has the character of evil but if it be directed to a due end it is in accord with reason wherefore it has the character of good now it must needs be either directed or not directed to a due end consequently every human action that proceeds from deliberate reason if it be considered in the individual must be good or bad if however it does not proceed from deliberate reason but from some act of the imagination as when a man strokes his beard or moves his hand or foot such an action properly speaking is not moral or human since this depends on the reason hence it will be indifferent as standing apart from the genus of moral actions reply objection one for an action to be indifferent in its species can be understood in several ways first in such a way that its species demands that it remain indifferent and the objection proceeds along this line but no action can be specifically indifferent thus since no object of human action is such that it cannot be directed to good or evil either through its end or through a circumstance secondly specific indifference of an action may be due to the fact that as far as its species is concerned it is neither good nor bad wherefore it can be made good or bad by something else thus man as far as his species is concerned is neither black nor white 
nor is it a condition of his species that he should not be black or white but blackness or whiteness is superadded to man by other principles than those of his species reply objection to the philosopher states that a man is evil properly speaking if he be hurtful to others and accordingly he says that the prodigal is not evil because he hurts none save himself and the same applies to all others who are not hurtful to other men but we say here that evil in general is all that is repugnant to right reason and in this sense every individual action is either good or bad as stated above reply objection three whenever an end is intended by deliberate reason it belongs either to the good of some virtue or to the evil of some vice thus if a man's action is directed to the support or repose of his body it is also directed to the good of virtue provided he direct his body itself to the good of virtue the same clearly applies to other actions tenth article whether a circumstance places a moral action in the species of good or evil objection one it would seem that a circumstance cannot place a moral action in the species of good or evil for the species of an action is taken from its object but circumstances differ from the object therefore circumstances do not give an action its species objection two further circumstances are as accidents in relation to the moral action as stated above question seven article one but an accident does not constitute the species therefore a circumstance does not constitute a species of good or evil objection three further one thing is not in several species but one action has several circumstances therefore a circumstance does not place a moral action in a species of good or evil on the contrary place is a circumstance but place makes a moral action to be in a certain species of evil for theft of a thing from a holy place is a sacrilege therefore a circumstance makes a moral action to be specifically good or bad i answer that just as the species of natural things are constituted by their natural forms so the species of moral actions are constituted by forms as conceived by the reason as is evident from what was said above article five but since nature is determinate to one thing nor can a process of nature go on to infinity there must needs be some ultimate form giving a specific difference after which no further specific difference is possible hence it is that in natural things that which is accidental to a thing cannot be taken as a difference constituting the species but the process of reason is not fixed to one particular term for at any point it can still proceed further and consequently that which in one action is taken as a circumstance added to the object that specifies the action can again be taken by the directing reason 
as the principal condition of the object that determines the action's species. Thus, to appropriate another's property is specified by reason of the property being quote, another's, unquote. and in this respect it is placed in the species of theft. And if we consider that action also in its bearing on place or time, then this will be an additional circumstance. But since the reason can direct as to place, time, and the like, it may happen that the condition as to place in relation to the object is considered as being in disaccord with reason. For instance, reason forbids damage to be done to a holy place. Consequently, to steal from a holy place has an additional repugnance to the order of reason, and thus place, which was first of all considered as a circumstance, is considered here as the principal condition of the object, and as itself repugnant to reason. And in this way, whenever a circumstance has a special relation to reason, either for or against, it must needs specify the moral action, whether good or bad. Reply Objection 1. A circumstance, insofar as it specifies an action, is considered as a condition of the object, as stated above, and as being, as it were, a specific difference thereof. Reply Objection 2. A circumstance, so long as it is but a circumstance, does not specify an action, since thus it is a mere accident but when it becomes a principal condition of the object, then it does specify the action. Reply Objection 3. It is not every circumstance that places the moral action in the species of good or evil, since not every circumstance implies accord or disaccord with reason. Consequently, although one action may have many circumstances, it does not follow that it is in many species. Nevertheless, there is no reason why one action should not be in several, even disparate, moral species, as said above, Article 7 to 1, Question 1, Article 3 to 3. Eleventh Article. Whether every circumstance that makes an action better or worse places a moral action in a species of good or evil. Objection 1. It would seem that every circumstance relating to good or evil specifies an action. For good and evil are specific differences of moral actions. Therefore, that which causes a difference in the goodness or malice of a moral action causes a specific difference, which is the same as to make it differ in species. Now that which makes an action better or worse makes it differ in goodness and malice. Therefore, it causes it to differ in species. Therefore, every circumstance that makes an action better or worse constitutes a species. Objection 2. Further, an additional circumstance either has in itself the character of goodness or malice, or it has not. If not, it cannot make the action better or worse, because what is not good cannot make a greater good and what is not evil cannot make a greater evil. But if it has in itself the character of good or evil, for this very reason 
it has a certain species of good or evil therefore every circumstance that makes an action better or worse constitutes a new species of good or evil objection three further according to dionysius divine names four quote, evil is caused by each single defect end quote. now every circumstance that increases malice has a special defect therefore every such circumstance adds a new species of sin and for the same reason every circumstance that increases goodness seems to add a new species of goodness just as every unity added to a number makes a new species of number since the good consists in quote, number weight and measure end quote. one question five article five on the contrary more and less do not change a species but more and less is a circumstance of additional goodness or malice therefore not every circumstance that makes a moral action better or worse places it in a species of good or evil i answer that as stated above article ten a circumstance gives the species of good or evil to a moral action in so far as it regards a special order of reason now it happens sometimes that a circumstance does not regard a special order of reason in respect of good or evil except on the supposition of another previous circumstance from which the moral action takes its species of good or evil thus to take something in a large or small quantity does not regard the order of reason in respect of good or evil except a certain other condition be presupposed from which the action takes its malice or goodness for instance if what is taken belongs to another which makes the action to be discordant with reason wherefore to take what belongs to another in a large or small quantity does not change the species of the sin nevertheless it can aggravate or diminish the sin the same applies to other evil or good actions consequently not every circumstance that makes a moral action better or worse changes its species reply objection one in things which can be more or less intense the difference of more or less does not change the species thus by differing in whiteness through being more or less white a thing is not changed in regard to its species of color in like manner that which makes an action to be more or less good or evil does not make the action differ in species reply objection to a circumstance that aggravates a sin or adds to the goodness of an action sometimes has no goodness or malice in itself but in regard to some other condition of the action as stated above consequently it does not add a new species but adds to the goodness or malice derived from this other condition of the action reply objection three a circumstance does not always involve a distinct defect of its own sometimes it causes a defect in reference to something else in like manner a circumstance does not always add further perfection 
except in reference to something else and for as much as it does although it may add to the goodness or malice it does not always change the species of good or evil end of question eighteen part two